Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another week of Wishing You Wellness. It is so good to see you again so soon. If you haven't yet, make sure you check out my newest episode with Anita May. It was one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded in my whole life, and I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. So if you want to get your money mindset right, click on the episode right before this one. But I am super, super excited, you guys, because this week I get to interview one of my mentors, which is huge, which is massive, which is something I've been manifesting for like literally a year. But before we get into that really quick, the listener of this week for Wishing You Wellness is Allie W. Shout out Allie W. Thank you, girl, for always listening and always putting us on your story. We just fucking love you. Um, The song of the week this week is Let the Good Times Roll by Grizz. If you don't know Grizz, it's G-R-I-Z and you're welcome. Um, Today's guest is a guest that, like I said, I've been manifesting for a whole year. This girl is a big part of why I got into podcasting in the first place. Breaking Butterfly was the very first podcast I ever listened to. So that's like where this whole journey began. Maddie Maple is here today with me in the virtual studio. She is a confidence and business coach, a digital nomad, a festival icon, and a friend of (laughs) mine who I'll actually get to meet in real life in one month in San Diego. So Maddie, welcome. It's so amazing to have you. And I just want to open up some space for you to just get comfy and get to get to know my listeners a little and share a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Allison. Guys, I'm like, so, so honored and excited to be here. Allie is like one of my absolute favorite people to support and have in my space and also now be friends with. And yeah, we're going to meet in a month at my retreat uh, fruition in Yeah, in October in San Diego, which is absolutely insane. It's such a dream to meet so many of my clients in person. Um, But like Allison said, I am a confidence coach and a business coach. Um, I have a signature program called Metamorphosis, where I've taken over 100 women through this program to building more confidence and getting past their self-doubts and their limiting beliefs and really just getting into that badass bitch energy where they feel like they can truly do anything. And, you know, I overcame a lot of insecurities and doubts about myself and body image. And we can get into all of that if you want to get into kind of like the story. But um, I grew up in Salt Lake City. I grew up Mormon, just like in this box where everybody was the same and everybody did the same things. And if you didn't do it, you were kind of seen as Um, not just an outcast, but like a sinner, you know? And so I lived a lot of my life kind of, you know, I didn't always fit in the box. I still did my, did my thing, but I felt a lot of guilt for it. And so a lot of insecurity came with that from just like always feeling like I was wrong and the outsider and, um, yeah. And then obviously got into my own confidence journey. And at the end of it, I was like, holy shit, I have to teach woman how to do the same so yeah that's when breaking butterfly began and I started coaching about two years ago and 
the rest is history. Here we are. That's so incredible. And I love that you said like it came from what you struggled with because I interview a ton of coaches on my show. And the thing that I hear over and over again is like, this was exactly what I struggled with. And so now I feel called to help people in the exact same situation as me. And I only recently started feeling into that space because I had someone reach out to me who was like, hey, this is crazy, but like I have the exact same mental diagnosis as you. Like I'm going Mm -hmm. through addiction recovery, like this resonates so hard. And I feel like you're the only person who can give me this advice right now. And I'm like, I'm finally that person for somebody because like for the longest time I had girls like you and Anita and Amanda that I'm looking up to and I'm like, oh, how incredible to come full circle. And so much of that is because of you and your programs and all of the work that I've done on myself Mm -hmm. with your help. And so the very first question I want to ask, because I feel like my listeners are curious, what the hell drove you to wanting to throw a luxury retreat? (laughs) on the beach in San Diego. Like who wakes up and is like, yes, yes, I can see it. Mimosas on the beach. We are tripping under the stars. It's beautiful. Like where did the inspiration start? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I think that after COVID, everyone was dying to see people in person again. And, you know, I never dreamed of doing retreats. And I actually, it's so funny you asked this question because I actually can't pinpoint exactly where I had like the idea But somewhere along the way, I was just like, oh, my God, that would be so cool to like actually meet people in person. You know, people want to get out of the house. I've been living on Zoom for two years. So I think I started playing with the idea a little bit. Um, But one thing about me, you guys, I'm an Aries. I'm very, 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 very impulsive. And I think that's sometimes why I do so well in business as well is because I just like fucking do it. And I just like get into action sometimes like too um it's just impulsive I don't know what word I was looking for but I just do it too early sometimes uh, I'm doing better like is that the word premature prematurely that's exactly what I was thinking thank you um yeah I prematurely do things sometimes but it aids me in a lot of ways but I started thinking about okay if I was going to create an experience where would I want it to be picked out a couple states cities whatever and started looking on Airbnb just to see what was out there um and then I came across this fucking mansion in La Jolla in San Diego and it was just like so clear I saw it and immediately I just got this fear of like I need to book this in the next 30 seconds or someone else is gonna book it and like I need this like I need this space and so was it the smartest business idea ever to Airbnb this like massive mansion in San Diego I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, but it was a full but, body fuck yes. Like it was, it was a full a, body. Exactly. It was a full body fuck yes. And I wanted the luxury and the inspiration behind the luxury. You know, a lot of people do throw like wellness retreats and international retreats and Ayurvedic retreats and yoga retreats. Mine is like this luxury retreat. And like the inspiration behind the luxury is I want my girls to come into this experience and feel so high vibrational and so in their queen vibe and so luxurious that they go home and it is impossible for them to settle for anything less than what they deserve. I want these girls to come in and be treated and feel like they are the fucking queen that they are, as like cheesy as that is. Like I want everyone to feel like a fucking queen and they go home 
And then like, you know, your boyfriend says something to you and you're like, oh no, actually like you don't speak to me like that. No, not anymore, honey. (laughs) Not anymore, honey. I was just in a pink satin robe drinking mimosas on a rooftop um, on the beach. And actually you can't speak to me like that. Yep. Actually fruition just gave me new standards for myself. Exactly. I want fruition to give us these standards where it's like, we're so in our power that like we don't settle, we go for what we want. And we just like, we are in our fucking kingdom and we just don't take shit pretty much. And so I feel like the luxury for me, you know, I'm, I'm feel like I'm a lot, I'm a little bit different than a lot of coaches because I am like, I say fuck every two seconds and I post my ass all over Instagram and I go to festivals and I party and I'm like doing this luxury thing, but it's like, we get to be so authentically us and do all of these different things and be a little materialistic and be a little fancy and party a little bit. And also we are going to have, you know, the yoga, the meditation, the cacao ceremony, the workshops, like we are going to be doing massive personal development work as well and see so much growth, but it really is about that balance. And I feel like that's what I'm bringing because if you go into just like a full Ayurvedic retreat or like a silent meditation retreat, like, don't get me wrong. Those are so, so, so powerful. And I would love to experience some of those myself. Um, but I find that, you know, you go into that and then you come home and it's kind of hard to integrate some of what you experienced in the retreat because you go back to just like a completely different reality. But when you can find the balance within both, I feel it might be easier to, yeah, really integrate being like a boss ass bitch still in your everyday regular life. I love that. And that whole mindset is what initially drew me to you because I saw all Mm -hmm. of these spiritual coaches and I was like, yes, it's resonating, but I'm kind of new on my spiritual journey. And so like seeing you be living proof that like money can be spiritual, going to a festival can be spiritual, having fun, shaking your ass can be spiritual. Hello. Like that was such a wake up call. Like, oh my gosh, like I don't have to just wake up and meditate for six hours and then drink a green juice and then like go to bed. (laughs) And like, that's my spiritual journey. Like it can be more than that. Exactly. And, and you know, it comes in waves too. There's sometimes where I am like on my spiritual ass, healthy girl shit. And I am like meditating and drinking my green juice and doing my yoga and doing all the things and not drinking alcohol and like eating vegan. And then there's times where I go to Burning Man for eight days and I'm on a fucking bender. And it being spiritual is about being human, right? And also recognizing when you need certain things, right? Your soul might need to experience the party lifestyle to see what that's like, or your soul might want to experience, you know, being a little more materialistic and making money and buying nice things. And then at some point, like that's not who you are forever. At some point you might feel, wow, this really isn't, you know, this isn't what I want to experience anymore. And this isn't benefiting me. And you might go be a fucking monk somewhere for months, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And we get to just like choose in every moment. What does my soul want to experience? And it's just being human. Yeah. Well, that's so powerful. And that kind of brings me to this question. So if you're comfortable sharing this story with my listeners, I know you had an amazing, beautiful life in LA. You had Mm -hmm. what you wanted and then you decided to give up good for great. What gave you the confidence to do that? What was that like for you, if you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, I would love to share about this. Um, It's such an interesting scenario. And 
something that, yeah, I did feel really open about sharing because I believe that I go through things to share things. And, you know, there's so many women feeling, um, you know, like their life is good, but there might be something else or, you know, feeling doubts about their relationship or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I was living in LA, I was in a relationship, had this home, had my business, had my office. And I just kept feeling like this pull to travel and to do other things and was feeling like where I was, was just not supportive of my journey. And I, was in denial about that for a long time. Like, I don't want anyone to get it twisted and think like one morning I just woke up and was like, this isn't for me. And it was so easy. And I was like, bye guys. Like I'm out this, (laughs) this was like a while of me kind of working through, like, what do I want? Is this supportive of me? Why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling this gut instinct, you know? And, um, I can't remember what happened, but, oh, I do remember what happened, but I'm going to leave that part out. Pretty much there was just a couple like conversations that went on where it made me realize like, wow, I really don't want to be in LA. And then I got invited onto a content creators retreat in Costa Rica. And it was literally like my eyes had been like shut. Like I didn't want to look at my life. And then they were just like open. And I was like, oh my God. I know I'm going to go to Costa Rica and I'm not going to want to come back. So instead of just packing my suitcase and like going on my trip and then coming home, I sold everything that I owned, packed up my suitcases, left and literally never went back ever. Um, And it was definitely the hardest thing I've ever done in my life and um, definitely was very much against maybe like the societal norm right? Um, It was very, very like kind of ballsy and kind of like out there, but I've always thought of my purpose as being to do the crazy things and to be strong in that way and to take risks to show other people that they can do the same because I wasn't even in like a really bad toxic relationship or, or toxic situation. I just felt it wasn't for me and there was like more growth for me out there. Um, but then there's other people in these like really toxic situations that feel like they just can't get out. And so I see myself as kind of an example of like, you can do it. There is better. Um, but I also do want to say that it might not always be better actually. And this is something that I'm learning right now. What I've experienced in these past five months from leaving my relationship and traveling is that there's always better. There's always better. But also, it's just different, too. And like I was saying, like, you can always shift, you can always change on like, what do I want to experience? So in that moment, I knew I needed to experience all the things that I just went through. And I'm so grateful for it. And I experienced it all. Um, And now there's like part of me that's like, you know, maybe I do want companionship again, or maybe I do want to settle down or I want a home. So, you know, your desires can change. But it doesn't mean that anything is right for you or wrong for you or anything is long term. I just think we have these this weird like attachment to like making decisions and like, is it right? Is it wrong? Is it this is going to last forever? Nothing lasts forever. But if you feel a gut feeling like this isn't right for me right now, like mm-hmm. leave, go do what you need to do because it's going to lead you to new decisions, new opportunities, new experiences 
and you can you can change at any given time if mm-hmm. that makes sense I feel like that was kind of a ramble but oh I loved it I love a good ramble and you're just like following your heart unapologetically which I think is so exactly. inspirational to so so many people and that kind of brings me to earlier on Instagram I saw you had made a post about following your intuition versus making a decision based on fear because these can often feel really, really similar. And so I'm curious to hear a little bit about what, in your opinion, is the difference and how can we tell when we're operating out of our intuition versus fear-based? Totally. And this is like the perfect question that correlates so well with the last question uh, because a lot of my like deciding of like, am I going to leave? Am I going to go live this other life? It was very like, is this my gut instinct or is it fear? And I struggled with that for maybe a year and a half of like trying to look to the universe for signs and trying to figure out what's right and wrong and trying to figure out, yeah, like how do I actually feel? Is it my gut telling me I need to do this thing or am I just scared? Um, So yeah, great, great, great question. Uh, The difference between intuition and fear, I think, it's honestly a learning process to learn your own body and like how it feels in your body. Um, There's not really like a cut and like dry answer of like, this is this and this is that. Um, I see a lot of people talk about it and I've actually been seeing even like some TikToks about it as well because cookies and the internet listens to everything. Um, (laughs) Literally. Yeah. And also collective consciousness. It seems like other people are just really talking about this topic um, and I've seen a couple ways that it's it's described, but I would describe intuition as like, it's not frantic and it's not based off of ego and it's like a quiet voice, right? Or it's just like a knowing. It's just like, you're not like thinking through things. It's not something that like you can think through logically. It's just like this quiet, quiet knowing. Whereas fear is very much like, frantic and crazy and loud and it's your mind right it's like all in like kind of the front of your mind and the intuition is kind of like the back of your mind and your body and it's a very very just like subtle subtle voice um to listen to I'm trying to think of an example in my own life where I've like really felt this because I feel like it's better to have one I might have one yeah share it because I think it's better to talk about intuition and fear and story than you know what I mean? Hypothetical, yeah. right? So when I made the decision to move back home from Death Valley, California to St. Louis for a couple months, I literally, like, when I first made the decision, it was out of fear. I was like, oh shit, my health's going to crap. Like, I have to get home, panic, panic. And then I decided to stay and I sat with it for two weeks. And then I heard, like, it's like you're describing, like, this calm voice that was just like, go home. Like, there is a reason. Mm-hmm. Trust, have faith. You don't know why yet, but just go back to the city. And I was like, okay, that's so weird. I don't like the Midwest, but I guess I'll go. And I came back and I have this amazing apartment that I manifested where I like overlook the city. I don't even feel like I'm in Missouri. I feel like I'm downtown somewhere. And I just like, I love it. And now I have the opportunity to work this job, build my podcast all while saving up to move again. And so initially I wanted to move home out of like total fear. And then it kind of shifted to this, like, I just know that I have to be home. Do you know what I mean? Like you just know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I love that example. And and that's where, what it is too, is like a little bit of a dance where it's never going to be like, this is my intuition. This is fear. Um, sometimes you kind of have to play with it and learn the hard lessons and just like listen to your fear, listen to intuition, and then learn from that decision 
And then, you know, you make the better decision next time or next time. And it's kind of like this learning lesson of just learning about yourself and what voice you're listening to. Um, but yeah, even in, in my situation, I guess just using the story from, you know, leaving LA, it was just like, I would just get these gut feelings of like, in a desire, like I just like desired to just like live this other lifestyle and travel and do all these things. And like, logically, I would like tell myself why I wouldn't want to, you know, and like, and so that was like my fear coming up. Right. And it was all in my head. And I was like thinking, 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 thinking. And then my gut was just like, it would just bring me back to like that, that feeling. Um, and so I think it, in the moments where you are kind of feeling anxious, like a lot of people talk about, you know, if you're about to get like on a plane or in the car and you have this feeling of like something bad is going to happen to me. Is that my anxiety or is that my intuition telling me like, don't get on the plane, don't get in the car? I, yeah, I would listen to, is it like in your mind and you being like frantic or is it just this really subtle, like, hmm, this just like doesn't feel good to me right mm-hmm. now. Mm. Yeah. I think it's, I feel like it's all in your gut. Yeah. I really like that because like panic can cause so many physical symptoms that it completely blinds us to what's happening in our own body. We're just like, holy shit, my hands are sweating. My palms are shaking. Like everything is going down at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And we talked about that actually in uh, UIF like a week or so ago. Um, we were talking about how like intuition is in your body, but then we're like, but fear can create so many things in your body and like knots in your stomach. So I think it's still like a process even for me to like really feel into like intuition. But I think the best way that you can connect with your intuition is like stillness, like being in stillness um, and like meditating so that when you are in like those scenarios where you feel confused as to like what guidance your body is trying to give you, you can kind of tune back into that stillness and like, yeah, reduce that like fight or flight Mm -hmm. that makes everything just fucking chaotic like do some breathing, get into stillness, and you're way more likely to be able to um, decipher like what is just this voice in your head um, or if it's like a good, good feeling. Mm. Oh, I love that a lot. I work for a mental health hotline. I don't know if I've told you that. And so a lot of my job is like de-escalating people in crisis, which a lot of the times is like a panic attack. And so we do these mindfulness activities where they just go around the room naming what they see, what they hear, what they smell. And there's a resistance to it at first. People are like, no, that's not gonna fucking work. And I'm like, "Eh, bear with me. Just like name a couple things, just humor me. And then by the time we get to the end, they're like, wow, I actually feel okay. What's going on? Why do I feel more calm? And I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. you dropped in, you checked into your consciousness with your body and that took your brain off autopilot for just long enough for you to kind of come back to and realize that all of these like years are anxiety manifesting. Exactly. Like we get so caught up in our brains and when you're caught up in your head, like nothing good can come from that. And that's why I literally got tatted and it's like the cutest tattoo of a heart. Um, And inside the heart, it says heart overhead. Um, And that's kind of like my philosophy, you, you know, through metamorphosis and even like other programs where I'm like teaching business or money um, this lesson comes up of heart overhead because your or soul over ego or, you know, whatever, when you're in your heart, when you're in your body, like you are more connected to source when you are in your head, you're just in your ego, you're in fear, you're in survival mode. And so many of us are just like 
on fucking autopilot all the time. And that's why like, you know, the simplest things like having a therapist or a coach, talking to a friend, journaling, meditating, all of these things where you can like get into your body or just get your thoughts out instead of like just being engulfed in them. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. And like the art of intentional silence is something I'm integrating into my life because I've always been the kind of person to fill my day with sound. I get up, I put on my EDM, I'm getting ready, put on a podcast in the car. I watch TV when I get home. Like it's just all of this noise. And I was talking to my therapist Mm. and he's like, how can you expect to hear your own needs and your own voice in your head when you're constantly drowning out? And so I've started doing this thing where it's just like, even if it's five minutes of me sitting in silence and even if it's uncomfortable and I'm miserable, I do it because that's giving Mm -hmm. your brain the chance to be like, hey, Allison, this is how we feel. Because if you're always worried about like other people's energies and what's going on and like what's new with other people, you're going to neglect yourself so fast. Exactly. Like there have been times in my business where like I am so confused. I am so lost like I'm just in these like spirals and these weird like thought loops and like I'm literally just in a mess pretty much and I'm like I don't I'm in paralysis because I'm literally so stuck um and I'll be like that for like days and I'll like be reaching out to my friends for support and this and that and I'm like what do I do and I'm like watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts and like why am I feeling like this and then I remember like oh my god what if I sit in silence and then I'll like sit in a meditation for like 10 minutes and I'm like, God damn it. Is that really all I needed? Problem solved. <laughs> Problem solved. And I'm like, yeah, I call it my, um, especially when I don't know what to do. Like if anyone is in a place where they don't know what to do, or if you are like a, a entrepreneur or content creator and you're like, I don't know what to create. I don't know what my niche is. I don't know what blah, 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 blah. I call it um universe google and you take your journal and you write on a piece of paper what you would like type into google like how do i find my niche or like what is my niche or like what should i create for content today or what should i do about this relationship and then i just sit in silence and i close my eyes and i don't try to answer the question my brain is not going to answer the question source is going to answer the question my body's going to answer the question so I just, I write it down and I sit in silence and I don't try to think about it. And I just sit there and I just wait for my answer. And 99.99% of the time I get a clear as fuck answer from the universe. And I'm like, there you go. Universe, universe Google. Google. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that. That's so incredible. And do you do that like with everything? Just like everything that comes up, you're like, hmm, let's throw it to the source. Let's see. Or is it just the it- really tricky ones? You know, when I first started my business, it was everything. Mm-hmm. Now I don't do it as much because I have been kind of like in a different place in my business where I'm making more like CEO decisions and it's a little more, it's a little different now. But when I first started, like when I was like really, really just like confused and trying to figure everything out. Oh yeah. I would like sit down at universe Google like every day. Universe sure. Google. I'm about to put an app <laughs> on my computer for it. <laughs> like a little notepad. This is Universe Google. This is Universe. Exactly. That's such a cute idea. I think this yep. should be an app. <laughs> okay. So this is kind of back around to what we were talking about with fear and everything. So other than when you left LA, can you think of a time where you felt an intense amount of fear 
and maybe even a tiny bit of resistance, but you push through anyway and you're like, hell yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Like maybe starting your business or a different move. Oh my God. Yeah. Fuck my podcast. It 100% my pot starting my podcast was the hardest thing that I have gone through. Like posting on social media and getting clients and teaching my programs. Like that was all pretty natural to me, but that first very first like moment of me putting myself out there and creating my first episode and just launching that and putting it out there. Oh my God. Like that was one of the hardest moments of not like the hardest moment of my life. Whereas like I was just really struggling. I was like crying every day. I recorded my first podcast episode like 20 times. I was just like getting so hard on myself and like analyzing myself and like breaking down. And it was just a whole thing. I was so, it didn't feel like fear at the time because I didn't realize that it was fear. I thought I really was just like being a perfectionist, but now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, I was so terrified and all the insecurities coming up. Like it was a whole thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, once I finally just was like, fuck it. I'm just going to put out the first episode. Oh my God. That, I mean, that's when my whole life honestly changed was like the day it like almost makes me actually emotional thinking about it right now. But like the day I put out my podcast and like how liberating that felt and the support that I received on it. Um, and then it just kind of like took off. I, yeah, I, I have like no words, but leading up to that the first like couple weeks whew, it was tough yeah. yeah people don't talk about what a learning curve there is with podcasting and not necessarily to do with the tech or the equipment or how to podcast it's to do with like getting comfortable putting your literal voice into the world your opinions mm-hmm. your heart and soul and then knowing that like we do live in an age of trolling and like getting that yeah. back and that lashback. So I wondered if we could talk about too about what happened with your content creator retreat and like what happened to you while you were there with the online clapback because that's something I really have been feeling into lately because for a while I I was so afraid to say the wrong thing on air. And then literally I was mm-hmm. listening to one of your episodes. I can't remember which, but you said something like, Literally, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Like, as long as you are okay with what you were saying, what you're doing, that's what matters. And I was like, oh my God. So, and like, I can't be digestible to everybody. You know what I mean? So like, I don't want to be anymore. Like, you can fucking choke if I'm not digestible to you. You know what I mean? Like, we have people <laughs> who are meant to hear our messages and we have people who are not meant to hear our messages and that's okay. And so, yeah, if you want to share that story, I think that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And even with that, like, I'll totally get into that, but something that's just coming up for me is even thinking about like the growth of your audience, like just trusting that like you are there for a certain group of people. Like some people are going to resonate, some people aren't. And some people, like most people think like, oh, you know, I need to have this many followers or like I need to keep growing my audience. And yes, it's good to keep trying to grow your audience to get your message out there to the people that do need it. But at the same time, it's like, just show up for the people that need it because you're not here for everybody. You're here for your people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I always remind myself of that when it comes to backlash, when it comes to growth, when it comes to anything where I'm feeling like inadequate, I'm just like, I'm here for my people and my purpose and my message. And like, that's it. And the thing about this reality is 
everybody grew up differently. Everybody has different problems. Everyone has different beliefs. And beliefs are like humans love to be right. Like we all think that we are right. And but we all are right. And then when we come across somebody that is right in a different way, then we get all triggered that they're not right like we are. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hilarious because beliefs are just beliefs and everything is just a perception and none of it is right or wrong or true or false. And, um, you know, unless it comes to obviously like some moral standings and things like that, like don't murder somebody, right? In society, society we have some things that are right and wrong, but generally speaking, I feel like I have to make that disclaimer. Did you hear that guys? Maddie Maple is endorsing murder. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be my audiogram. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Can you imagine so many lessons? But I mean, speaking of backlash, I have that I give the disclaimer because I've had that comment made before where I talked about the neutrality and beliefs and someone was like, oh, so you're saying, you know, murder is, and I was like, that's not what I mean. I just mean like, obviously, you know, in innocent things, there is no right or wrong. We just all have different beliefs. You know, even when you look at politics, it's like, some people are so heavily invested in this is the right way and your way is completely fucking wrong. And I just see everyone as having a completely different experience, a completely different reality, struggling with different things, growing up in different ways, and nobody is right or wrong. That's why you just have to trust that like what I'm saying is right for me. And if this helps other people, then perfect. And other people aren't going to agree. And like, if other people don't agree, it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that they have different beliefs than you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So when I was in Costa Rica, uh, long answer, I know I'm going all over the place, Love it. <laughs> but yeah, in Costa Rica, I went on this content creators retreat and I posted this video and it was very, I was trying to be a little bit extreme, right? I was trying to get some views and like whatever content strategy, baby. But sometimes, you know, what comes with a bigger reach comes with more backlash, Um, which you can almost even take backlash as a good thing because you know, you're reaching more than just your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. But I posted this video and I was like, you know, I had this great relationship. I had this great life. And I decided I still wanted more. I wanted to experience something differently in this moment. And I left and I packed up everything. And now I'm in Costa Rica and like, I have no plane ticket home. Like, let's go. And oh my God, I went through the shitter. Thank God I was with 10 other content creators that could like hold me and help me through it. A lot of them having like way bigger followings and being a lot farther along on their journey, their content creator journey. Um, they really, really helped, held me and supported me because I started getting the meanest comments and comments that like really, really hurt because it was things I was still working through, mm-hmm. um, of just like, yeah, I won't even go into the comments. It just was not supportive at all. Mm-hmm. So I sat there, like literally sat there blocking just hundreds of people and just trying to like get off the bat, like wrong side of TikTok. Because once you get one mean comment, it pushes to people with the same beliefs as that mean person. Mm -hmm. And then 
all the mean people just come after you. No, literally. It's just <laughs> like that. Like one pops in and then their friends are right behind them. I'm like, where are you coming from? It's like you get on the wrong fucking side of TikTok. Yeah. And it happens often. One of my friends just posted, reposted one of her story times that two years ago did amazingly like hundreds of thousands of only positive comments. And then she reposted it and it got to the wrong side of TikTok and people just like slammed on her, you know? And so it just, it happens, but you know, I, I blocked them. I had to work through it. It was like a couple day process. Um, you know, there was even a day that we were supposed to have like a plant medicine experience. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that right now. Cause I'm like not in a good place. And, um, obviously I did and ended up, you know, with the support of my peers and, you know, just mindset work and meditation and psychedelics. Like I was able to just work through it, but it's hard. Even sometimes if you have the mindset of like, they're just projecting, they have their own beliefs. It can still really hurt, you know? Because that doesn't change the words, you know, like you still have to read those words, highlighting what you're actively still going through and recovering from. And then to be like dealing with your own emotions about a breakup and to have the whole wide world chiming in. It's like, that's so tough. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I could have chosen to not speak about my experience at all. And I think some people would, you know, say like, wow, you're really open about everything, but I just view it as such a big part of my journey to like, I'm glad I posted that TikTok. I'm glad I got the backlash. I'm glad that I've been so open. I'm, I'm grateful for it all because, um, yeah, we have to like be in on it together. And, and I'm grateful to like be one of those people to hopefully, you know, yes, I'm in the spotlight a little bit more than comfortable sometimes, but like the amount of women I've been able to help through it and the way it's grown my business and my character and my strength has been, yeah, just astronomically amazing. Mm. And that's what I was going to say is like, I even saw that TikTok and I saw it and I was like, oh, that's so inspiring and amazing. And I didn't comment or anything. I bet so many people had that same thing. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, that's amazing. But it's always the angry people and the bitter people that are like, I have to say this. Totally, totally. And And sometimes, you know, you have to, how I reframe it sometimes is like, okay, this video even inspired one person to make a change in their life. Then I'll take a hundred angry comments. If I know that there's one person out there that was impacted in a positive way. And there was so much more than one person who got impacted by that video. Like I still get DMS from girls, um, that found me through TikTok because of that video and share with me, like, I left this relationship and I just booked my first, you know, solo trip to this country. And, you know, that happening and like, is so worth the negative comments. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's like heart overhead. Like, yeah, my head and my ego is like, ah, but my heart is like so fulfilled. And so just stay in that. You can sense that you have a very strong connection to collective energy and to source because you're able to Mm -hmm. say that and see that. Because for me, I think about like dealing with insults and I'm like, oh, it hurts so bad. But like, I know deep down, like it's worth it if you're making a difference, if you're genuinely helping other women along their way. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for recognizing that. I do really feel like I have such a strong connection to yeah, the collective and source and like, just see really a bigger picture when it comes to personal growth. And, um, 
yeah, it's just, it's, I, I have this connection to something like just way bigger than me, mm-hmm. um, where the things that are directed at me, like can't hurt me as much, still get hurt, still human, but it doesn't hurt me as much because I'm like, damn, like that's selfish. Like I'm building something and I'm changing people's lives. Like that would be selfish of me to not try to inspire people or share my life or create just because I'm scared of getting my feelings hurt. Fuck my feelings. There's other people out there suffering more that need me to show up. Oh, like if we can shift to this, like being a conduit for Mm -hmm. the energy and for source, instead of being so egoic and like, this is me, 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 my story, my story. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. where the money is. That's the sweet spot. Like, because that makes it easier for me to share my story too. People are always like, Allison, how the hell do you just tell everyone you're bipolar? Like, how are you cool with that? That doesn't like, Mm -hmm. you don't worry that people are gonna judge you. And I'm like, honestly, I couldn't give a shit. But also like there are women out there who need to see someone fully functional, confident, happy and strong and bipolar one, you can be both. And so like, for me, I think about like, source is telling me like, hey, there's a lot of women who struggle in the way you do that don't know they're able to live a full life. And I'm like, okay, even if that means I get these random ass comments from frat guys on Instagram. That's cool with me. That's okay. I can take some hateful messages here and there if it means that like I'm actually showing people what they can live and like what's possible for them. Exactly. Like it's not about me. It's about them. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that statement always comes up too. Even when I talk about imposter syndrome, like I talk about imposter syndrome a lot. Um, in most of my programs, right, with confidence and also when I'm teaching business, imposter syndrome is like this huge thing that people are overcoming. And every time someone's going through it, I'm like, you're being selfish. Like, it's it's not about you. It's about them. Why are you caring so much about being liked or being like having people's approval or people thinking you're right or whatever? Like, just serve, like be in your integrity and serve the best you can. And imposter syndrome literally doesn't exist. Solves itself. Yeah. Oh, it solves itself. Yeah. Oh my God. You cured my imposter syndrome for the second time, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Are that. you ready for some rapid fire? I'm so ready. I'm nervous though. I'm not. I love no. rapid fire. I'm a slut for rapid fire. So <laughs> wait, what... so I just answer as fast as I can. Yep. Or, but I always tell people, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, go for it. I'm not going to stop you because sometimes these lead to like fun conversations. So if you're like, damn, I really want to talk about this. You're not on a 30 second timer. Okay. Fair. fair. All right. Ready. Maddie, what was the first investment that you made in yourself and how much was it? Um, I invested in a life and health coaching certification and it was about like $7,000. Oh, go girl. And how did you, oh, no, that'll be a long one. Never mind. What's one? How did I pay for it? Is that what say, how did you make the like decision to go all in like that? No, I want to answer that. That's why I stopped. Okay, let's do, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to answer it because I was so fed up with being stuck where I was that I should have done better research and found a better certification because this one did not align with me at all. I actually hated the program. But I am so grateful that I spent $7,000 because it forced me to fucking do the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, damn, I sent, I spent $7,000. I have to do it now. It was so. like the ultimate accountability. It was like you, yeah. Exactly. When you yeah. know how much each class and each session or whatever costs, you're so much more likely to actually show up. Like, Exactly. 
yeah. wouldn't have believed that a year ago, but now I'm like, oh girl, it is so true. Like it is such, I'm so true. okay. Look at me already off topic in the rapid fire, but I'm so excited for fruition because like, it's the most I've invested in a solo trip before. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much more sweet and worthwhile because I invested so much in it. Like I literally told myself you deserve all yeah. of this energy and money put into yourself. Like you are deserving. Exactly. Half of the transformation is in the transaction. Bing. Love it. Um, What is one book that has changed you? Uh, The Big Leap. 1000%. If you talk to me for more than five minutes, I will talk to you about The Big Leap. Me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That is the only book that has literally... Actually, no. I take that back. Atomic Habits? No. I never finished that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um... This is a huge one. Everyone listen. The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. That book fucking changed my whole entire life. Like if you struggle with procrastination or being quote unquote lazy or like not getting into action and you just feel so stuck, like it's hard for you to even like clean your fucking bathroom, watch or I mean, listen to or read The Five Second Rule. It'll fucking change everything. Is that possibly that book that's about like counting backwards and when you get to zero, you do whatever the fuck it is? Oh, I wonder. Oh, okay. I've heard like highlights and snippets. I need to read that whole book. Read it. It's like very simple and it almost seems stupid, but like we, I still do it. I'll be in bed and like, I'll be just like thinking about like, oh fuck, I need to do this. I need to do this. And I'm procrastinating and I just like feel like shit about myself. And then I have a moment and I'm like five, four, three, two, one. And within those five seconds, I'm out of bed, badass bitch doing my thing. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's a crazy book. You make it a habit like to immediately respond to that rather than like push it off. And then it snowballs from even the little things to the big things, right? Like when you just five, four, three, two, one, do the dishes, then you're going to five, four, three, two, one, build your business. It just like it starts in the small. Ooh, I love yeah. that. So this is a fun one. What is a red flag for you on a first date? What what does he do or say or have that you're like, hell no? <sighs> like red flag for me well right now I feel like I keep attracting like broke ass men and like I just money is very important to me not in the sense of like I need gifts and I need them to spoil me or anything like that but like I money is freedom and like I don't I'm not dating anyone that like doesn't have money as a value um but other than that like if he shows me in any way that he's going to like control, not control me, but think that I should be differently or dress differently, like mm-hmm. red fucking flag. Like if you're embarrassed by what I wear or think that I need to be more like this or be more like that, like, no, mm-hmm. I am who I am. And like, that's it. Yep. If I'm too loud for you, if I'm too much for you, like go find something else. Like plenty of, plenty of women in that seat. Exactly. I usually don't attract men like that ever because I'm so strong in my authenticity that like those men won't even come around me. Um, But if I were to come across anybody that's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't wear that. I would be like, get the fuck out of my house. Maybe you should get out right now, right? Maybe Maybe you should should get get out of the car and walk home. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. Okay. If you could visit anywhere in the world, where would your next destination be? I know you want to go back to Europe. So I'm curious, like which specific part? Yeah, my next destination, I think, would be Mykonos. Like, I want to go party in Mykonos so bad. Um, Or Barcelona. Mm, 
girl. Barcelona is such a magical wonderland. You're just walking around literally feeling like you're in a movie. I know that's what I hear and I was supposed to go during the summer but I went too hard so I got tired and, and then that just means go. that the universe really has like a better crazy Barcelona trip planned for you like I was supposed to go to China exactly. I was supposed to go to the Great Wall for 12 days during May of 2020 and so then March came around and COVID smacked and I was like oh my gosh I was supposed to go to China what the hell and like now it's like four years later and I'm starting to like plan my trip back to Asia and I'm looking at all these things and I'm like, it's going to be better now. Like the universe, maybe the wall was going to like fall over while I was on it. I don't know. There's a reason. <laughs> exactly. I just trust I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. And like my time in Grass Valley has been so exactly what I've needed. I was going to ask yeah, and rapid fire where you're at right now. So it's Grass Valley. Yeah. So I'm in Grass Valley, California, and it's actually so interesting. I I got here so serendipitously. My friend was like, come visit anytime. And I was like, okay, I'm on my way. And within like 48 hours, I was like in my car driving to Grass Valley. And that's what led me to being able to go to Burning Man. And then I pretty much just like moved in. Um, <laughs> I just never left. I've been here for almost two months now and got to experience Burning Man. And yeah, amazing. it was amazing. Oh, that's so cool. Is it Grass Valley Northern Cali or where is that? Yeah, so it's like pretty much right in between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. Ooh, oh my gosh, gorgeous. That's such a good area. It's, yeah, it's the most beautiful place <gasps> in, yeah, ever. I'm obsessed. I need to see it. Okay, last yeah. one. So what is a non-negotiable in your daily routine? What is the one thing you will not go without doing? Oh... Uh... So I'm working on that. I wish I had like a really healthy answer. Like I wish I could say like, I, I will not go throughout my day without meditating. Right, right. Um, but that's not real. That ain't me. That ain't me. Well, that's one thing that I w will go throughout my day without. Um, Right now, it's like organizing my tasks. Um, So I'll like go through my to-do list and ask myself like what actually needs to get done? What's just on here? Like... I'll add dates to things or just move things around to make sure that like when I go through my day that my actions and what I'm getting done is very intentional and I'm not just doing like busy work or things like that. So I'll really ask like, what do I need to do? When does it need to get done by? Um, and just kind of like organize my priorities, really. Do you use Notion? Uh, no, I use Trello. Oh, oh my God, I love Trello. Somebody just put me onto Notion and I'm like, whoa. Really? Is it better than Trello? I'm almost sold. Believe it or not, I am almost like sold on it. Because I think I use, so I use Notion with another company that I've worked with um, recently. We use it for Raverade. And so I played with it a little bit, but I don't know. Trello is like, Trello is like made for my brain. It's yeah. prettier. It has like, you can decorate the board and you can like put it into little categories. I feel like I like Trello for specific projects a lot because I can just be like, bam, bam, bam. Yeah. I'm so big on Trello. Like my team, like anything we talk about, I'm like, did you put it in the Trello? Was it in the Trello? Is there a date on the Trello? Did you cross it off the Trello? Like, or they'll ask me for something. I'm like, the link is in the Trello. Okay. Like <laughs> the buzzword for Maddie is Trello per my yeah. last Trello message. <laughs> Yeah, take a shot every time I say Trello. Period. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten that way with Notion. Just like I've been pushing it onto people. I'm like my virtual assistant flew in from Seattle this week and hung out here with me and she put me Amazing. onto it. And literally two days after she put me onto it, I was like, hey, do y'all use – I almost said Trello. Do y'all use yeah. Notion? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to explore it a little bit because I love all the organizing things, but Trello and Google Calendar are like my things. I also have like so many Google Calendars, like my my personal, my yearly of like what countries I'll be in um, and like festivals. I have like um, my personal content calendar, my Breaking Butterfly content calendar, my team calendar, my like I've got it's a whole thing. All of it. You've got calendars and calendars, girl, Miss organized. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Well, this has been so much fun. I knew we were going to have an amazing chat and we sure as hell did. And I'm super, super excited for fruition so we can finally meet and combine our energies in real life. I know. I'm like so grateful. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a blast. When we got on this call, you guys, I was like, Allison, I'm dying. I'm like under the weather. I'm literally recording this like from bed right now, like comfy as fuck. Um, And I feel like I needed this. Like I feel so lit up. Your questions were incredible. I felt like the conversation was so good. And yeah, like you said, I'll literally see you in less than a month in person and get to hug you and hang out and Oh, yeah. That does not it's... feel real less than a month. It's already upon I us. I feel like it was yesterday that I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And now all of a sudden it's here. And it's here. Yeah, I think we're like 22 days away or something like that. Crazy. What? And how many yeah. girls are going total again? Yeah, so I have 13 women. And then I have four people on my team plus our chef. So it's literally yeah. almost 20 humans. This is going to be so fun. Yeah, it's going to be a full house, but it's going to be it's going to be fucking rad. Like you guys what she didn't mention too is there's going to be a free tattoo from a tattoo artist. Hello, have you ever heard of that at a retreat? A private DJ. We're going to have like a sunset DJ set, like a private chef. This is going to be the most legit retreat uh, ever. Private chef. We have a pool. We have a hot tub. We have a sauna. We have like an 800 bottle wine cellar. We have like ping pong. We have pool tables. We have like two grand pianos, like <gasps> eight bedrooms. All the bedrooms have these like luxury chandeliers and bathtubs and like yeah Ah! our photographer does like film photography so we have like we have custom robes mugs champagne glasses we're going to be taking all the cute film photos like it's gonna be a whole thing it's gonna be magic like there's no other words just like pure magic that's what's motivating me every day at work right now I'm like 21 till fruition 20 (laughs) till fruition keep going it's gonna be so worth it and I think that the best part of retreats is all of that collective energy coming together and like yeah, mm-hmm. just getting to experience together because every single woman going is invested in their growth and their self-improvement. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think it's really beautiful when all those energies come together. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a very special experience for sure. Yes. Well, Maddie, would you like to share with my listeners where they can find you, how they can reach you? Because I'm sure they're going to want to stay in touch after this talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So most of my social media handles are just Maddie Maple, M-A-D-I, Maple like the syrup. Um, So that's on Instagram and TikTok. Um, Also Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter. I just use it to make Instagram posts. So (laughs) Instagram, TikTok, you can listen to my podcast, Breaking Butterfly. Um, And then, yeah, the way to really work with me is through my program, Metamorphosis. Um, that's the only program that I'm going to be running for the next year. Um, for a good reason, it is the program of all programs and, um, yeah, I'll be relaunching here again in about a month and our next round will start 
on October 25th. So I do have a wait list if you want to get on the wait list. Um, I take a very small amount of women each round because it's very immersive and personable and um, you're definitely not getting lost in like a big group in this program. It's very, very intimate. Um, so yeah, if you know you want a spot, definitely get on that wait list. So you get all the early birds and first dibs on the spot. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I host retreats every once in a while. So just make sure you follow me on Instagram. So you get all the updates. Um, and yes, yes. And you guys, I can personally speak from somebody who's taken Maddie's courses. I loved her group courses because like, yes, it was a group and I did get to experience those benefits, the collective energy, the kind of bouncing off each other. But I also did feel that one I want to experience because like as we're communicating on Voxer, she's answering my questions. Like you do in essence get kind of the one-on-one -on -one experience sometimes too. So if you're going to work with somebody, mm -hmm. work with Maddie. I promise you will not regret it. Um, yeah, this has been so amazing. And thank you again. Yay. You guys, thank you for tuning into another week. If you love this episode, give it a share on your story. Tag Maddie and I. and We would love to hear what you guys thought. If this really resonated, shoot me a message. Or if it really super resonated, leave a review on Spotify or Apple so this podcast can grow and reach more hearts and souls. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Real. This has been Wishing You Wellness. Thank you.